Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab, what are you drinking? Water. Back to being boring. I, uh, I'm saving all, all of my imbibing for uh, the, the next two weekends because there's a lot of footy in our lives for the next two weekends. Yes, there are. Um, you don't want to know what I'm drinking, though? Uh, I do. I would really like to know if you're drinking something other Vegetables than Vegetables and responsibility. You're having a smoothie? No, I I had... I've Okay, so if you follow any of my social media, you know a couple weeks ago I made uh, a lot of gumbo. I made too much gumbo. And mm-hmm. um, we froze like half of it and then left the other half out. Clearly we should have frozen the rest. We just didn't have space. So I was eating minimum two bowls of gumbo a day, every day, trying to work through this before it went bad. And the sodium did terrible things to my heart rate. Like, when I thought about the food, my heart would start pounding, both as a reaction to, like, having to eat more of this, even though it was delicious, and because of the sodium. So now I am on a vegetables and water diet. Are you feeling any better? Um... My heart isn't pounding so hard anymore, so that's probably a good sign. Um, oh man, I uh, I was having chest pains earlier this week. I still haven't figured out why. Did you have a stroke? I hope not. Um, I don't know. It was it was one of those things where like maybe I just at the gym like lifted weird, and the muscles around like my armpit were a little bit tighter than they should have been. Oh, that's very sexy. Yes. I don't, I don't know, man. Muscles. Armpit muscles. They do things. That cause heart pal- palpitations. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. It can. It could constrict my chest cavity, I would imagine. We are old as fuck. We are. I'm very well aware of this. Just every single day. Mortality. Death comes closer. <sighs> Every day. Every hour. I feel it at the end of the day now. I squandered my youth. Anyway. I don't think I did. I don't <laughs> think I did. Oh, well, look at you over here. Oh, I had I a great time as a youth. I feel pretty satisfied with my youth, and I'm, like, ready for adulting now. There were some good years of high school in there. I was too shy to really have fun in college. I made good friends in college, but if I'd been more outgoing, I would have had a lot more fun in college. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was criminally shy in college. It was bad. Mm, that sucks. Like, if you think I have a hard time talking to people now in college, I could be one of two people in a room, like a small room, and just sit there in silence because I was too shy to talk to the other person. Mm, you probably came off as too, like, into whatever you were reading or doing. No, I, I came off as rude. I know I did, but uh, that's no, that's no. anxiety for you. People have social anxieties. They do have anxiety. And now that I know what it was, I'm like, oh, okay. I wasn't just an ass. I mean, I was an asshole, but that wasn't <laughs> what was causing that problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now we put ourselves in situations where we tell people to come to us and engage with us on purpose. I know. College me would not have contacted you about carpooling at that first game in uh, Frisco. And then we wouldn't be here. God. Man, that was so long ago. Mm-hmm. That was so fucking long ago. Was it 2013, I think? Or was it 2012? 2013. I think it was 2013. I, mm. I, th- I think it was 13. I don't know. I want to say 13 because 12 was the year of the Olympics. Yeah, and then 
No, that Frisco Friendly against New Zealand. I think you're right. It's 2013. Yeah, because it's not like you and I went to Vancouver together, but we were both in Vancouver. Didn't you go to Vancouver for uh, the Olympic qualifying tournament? No, I did not. Oh, well, I thought you were there. No. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. All right, you're already forgetting mixing me up with other people. Well, I guess we'll just continue with the show then. Let's let's do it. <laughs> All right. Do you want to get let's it just, off your chest? Let's just pick up where we where we left off. Portland. What, what do we What do we want to get off my chest? Um. Why are we Why are we talking about my chest a lot so far? Because you're lifting, bro. You're lifting so much. Oh, I am. I am. So let's lift all that pressure off your chest because I know you're just dying to talk about a certain somebody winning a certain shield. <sighs> it's pretty awesome. I've got a big old smile on my face because this team is pretty magical and I'm trying my hardest to like soak it all in because as much as I love what's happening right now, I am also a realist. I know that like it doesn't last forever. Wow. And like the way the team was able to come back from being down a goal was fantastic. It was, it was really heartwarming. Chicago did us a favor uh, by beating Washington. The door was open. Um, this team, I think, throughout the season has kind of shown that they're up for the challenge. Um, there were a few iffy moments throughout the season where, you know, things just didn't go their way, and they were they were tough games, be it a blowout in Houston or Kansas City beating us at home. A um, couple games against Seattle that, that were a bit unfortunate, but um, it was a great cherry on the top of the season. Portland's never won the Sports Shield before, and we've always just kind of skirted into playoffs. If we've made playoffs, it was like that last game, we're scrap, scraping for every single point, and everything just feels different this season, and I'm trying to soak it in. Um, and I'm really trying to re like, I'm trying to live in the moment because as good as this team is, I also know that things don't last. And so I'm trying to enjoy exactly who this team is right now today and not, Oh my God, we're building a dynasty or, Oh my God, like this is, this is going to be something that, that we can hang our, our hats on for years to come. But man, magical this is this is a magical thorns team that's how i feel about them winning shield i think you're gonna have to wait at least another eight years for any kind of dynasty talk what do you mean wait another eight years two more two more cycles like eight more chances to i don't really think dynasty happens until you've won consistently over like a decade so i guess maybe six more years mm-hmm and then you'd have to win for, you know, at least four of those six years, I think. So three mm -hmm. or four. We'll see. I'm, in six years, if we're still doing this podcast like this. Uh, Wouldn't that be fun? Welcome to a new episode of Tudor. Gab, what are you drinking? Metamucil. <laughs> <laughs> my, my vitamins. My favorite protein shake with a bunch of fish oil and 
fucking vitamin whatever is trendy at the moment. Vitamin X. Oh my god. Who knows, what will be tr- who knows what will be we're trendy be in six years? We're going to be popping pills is what we're going to be drinking. Did you, did you remember to take your softener today? <sighs> Look, not to share too much, but I usually don't have too many problems in that department. I am. Um, I don't either. I've I've changed my diet recently, though. Oh my god! <laughs> you went there. You're uh, the one who went there. What do you mean you went there? You're the one who brought up. Let's move on to just the play. Let's talk about the playoffs, for God's sake. Ah, uh, the playoffs. So Friday night is match number one, uh, with the Washington Spirit hosting the Chicago Red Stars again. That's interesting. It could have been Washington Western New York, but as we all know, Boston fucked up and lost to Western New York. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that really what the fuck up was in that scenario? Yeah, that was the fuck up. I mean, yes, Seattle, it coming down to Seattle having to rely on Boston, that is like when you have a friend who you know is perpetually late and then telling them, "Okay, I need you to be here exactly on time." And then expecting them to show up on time. <laughs> Instead of, you know, oh, running man. out and being like, I'm sorry, I forgot or my Uber took, we got country. I just, you know, you need to plan for that scenario and tell them the actual time they need to be there is 30 minutes ahead of when you need them. So, yes, part of it was Boston's fuck up and part of it was that Seattle had a weird season. Um, I mean, Seattle did their part. They beat Houston 3-2. That was a great game coming back from two down right you know i don't know if i would have wanted a spirit versus i like spirit chicago again and i like portland western new york as the two matchups i do i i don't know if i like how do the spirit turn around and go from not clinching the shield and losing their last game to chicago i mean granted it's a home game right and the last game was in chicago Mm mm-hmm so it's a little different of an environment, but it's it's just like, man, how, how do you bounce back from that mentally? I'm sure they're fine. They have almost a full week between that game and this one. They're, they're at home and they know that they have a pretty good record. And I want them to be devastated. <laughs> do you want Chicago to advance? Is that what you want? No, but I I, I want... To put more value in the Supporters' Shield. So I want them to be devastated that they lost it. Oh, okay. That's very mean of you. I know. I'm in a very mean place in this exact moment. <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, some of the problems with the spirit in that Chicago Red Stars 3-1 game that I saw, um, aside from Crystal Dunn, they really didn't have anybody else who was helping them get into the box. And and Crystal, I think she had like eight shots in that game. And so she was she was still trying to make it happen. Um, but I, I just feel like they kind of weren't solving for Chicago, like, in the defensive third at all. They I think they did a good job of, of moving the ball out. I think Allie Krieger had some good moments. She and Crystal Dunn clearly connect well. Um, but I, you know, they're, they're going to have to, she's going to need more support. I think Estefania Bonini is going to be back for them completely. She, she saw some time, but I don't know if she was a hundred percent. It'll, it, it'll be an interesting matchup. Um, 
it'll be the third time these teams play this season, which, you know, uh, I feel like I a, a pet peeve of mine is when people don't pay attention. And I'm trying to figure out how to balance that with bandwagoners or not even bandwagoners, but like new fans. Okay. So, so we've got this whole unbalanced schedule thing that's since day one. We've known about it. And it just feels like in the last two weeks, some people have discovered the math behind it, you know? Yeah. And are trying to make a big deal about the fact that, like, Western New York is in the playoffs because they played Boston so many times. And look at how. Like, Seattle had to play us and all this stuff. And I'm just like, it's the way it's always been. So I feel like a crazy person because I'm like, guys, it's not a bit like it, it sucks, but it's been like that since day one. It's no, not the, like the regional rivalry anybody. thing is new. Yeah. Well, it's new this season. Yeah. But it's not like it's it's not like you're suddenly looking at schedule going, oh, shit. I didn't see it before. I don't think people are saying it that way. I mean, I think people are just trying to add context. Like, like when I look at Western New York and I see that they have um, 40 goals for, and then I'm like, mm, remember that time they beat Boston 7-1? Or remember that time they beat Boston 4 to nothing? <laughs> like, right? Like, th- I think that's important context because numbers alone don't... You might think, oh, they've got this most amazing blah, 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 but... You know, when, um... So, I, I'm not having any problem with, like, reporters using it to provide context. I'm... I just... I get frustrated when I see people, like, get mad about the context. So, for example, Western New York scored 17 out of those 40 goals against Boston. Like, 17. So, you know, I mean, context, it has its place, but... Just like numbers can't be the be all end all, the context can't be the only thing you focus on. I mean, at the same oh, time, totally. yeah, at the same time they scored all those goals. They did have good goal scorers who were doing the scoring. Like Lynn Williams is still a great forward. Jess McDonald is still a great forward. It just happens that they got to be slightly greater forwards against a shittier team. I'm sorry, Boston. Well, they their their goals got amplified. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what know? I mean. Amplified. Um, yeah, it got amplified, and, you know, Lynn Williams ended up winning the Golden Boot, and some people would say, like, Kaylee Ojai had a better run toward it, um, but, you know, it is it is what it is. I, I, do, I do think it is uh, interesting. I, I, I want to see how the league approaches um, this unbalanced schedule next season. Like if the ownership group uh, gets together and it's like, you know, I actually like we saw significant savings from it. We were able to generate these local rivalries. I think it's something that should continue on. Or if they're just like, what the fuck? Like that did not work out the way we thought it would. Yeah, I guess you could look at over the course of the four games against the regional rival, like attendance, obviously taking into account all the other, you know, other factors or whatever and see... If it, if it gave you the boost that you were hoping. On the other hand, rivalries do take more than one season. I, um, I feel like 
even that last game against Western New York when so much was on the line, it wasn't even our shit on the line. It was Seattle's shit on the line. So, mm-hmm. although getting whooped so much by Western New York might have done the job, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I, I, I like that we're creating this rivalry with Seattle, and I like competing against Laura Harvey and the personalities and everything like that, but I, I, I just think rivalry takes history. Yeah, it can't be manufactured. It it comes about because of, you know, a narrative emerges naturally. Right. And, yeah, I, I kind of wish NWSL would just let that happen. Hmm. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. So what do you, what do you think is going to happen in this Chicago-Washington game? Assuming that Washington oh. actually isn't devastated because they're, you know. Because they lost the shield. Yeah. I think she, I think I think Washington really wants to go to the final. Um, I think Crystal Dunn. Uh, I'm torn because Chris, like we saw a woman on fire last season mm-hmm. in Crystal Dunn, and not saying that she hasn't shown up this year, but she's played a different role. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's only scored one goal for them, right? I think that's correct. Yeah, and uh, and so um, I. I think that we'll see a woman on fire in her again, but it's got to be playing to her teammates and, you know, everybody's got to show up Um, with Chicago red stars. Like I'm still a little confused because this team as good as they are, I've just never felt like they have a consistent personality. Dunn actually has two goals in 13 games, but it's still, you know, okay, one goal. Oh, she's actually got two. The, the point remains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think Washington, based on consistency and history, has mm-hmm. it. Um, but the Red Stars uh, are so all over the map that it's hard to count them out. What do you think? I think... A lot's going to happen in the midfield there. If Danny Coloprico has a particularly good day or Joanna Lohman has a particularly good day, that could really tip the balance there. I, I like this matchup a lot. Um, and I don't necessarily know that I have a preferred winner. Maybe I'm leaning more towards the spirit, but at the same time, the listener fan in me is like, I really want to see her progress regardless Uh of which team she's on so that would be nice yeah either way uh there's there's nice things to feel about the team progressing which is very hugs and sunshine of me but there it is there you go (laughs) yeah or like if Kristen press has i mean honestly both of these teams have players who are capable of turning the tide like on their own um, yeah, if Crystal Dunn or Kristen Press has a good day, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's weird that um, those two players continue to be the players that we talk about for, for these two teams, even though I don't think that they're the huge, like, contributing factors. But they, personality-wise, I think the two of them, uh, when they're on, they're on. The entire team's on. I mean... Dunn is fourth in the league in assists. She had five for the games that she played. And then Kristen Press is the league leader in shots on goal, despite not being around for the full season. So I think they're both 
they are both difference makers, but I think you're also right in that they're, I think both teams can, can cope without them if they have to, Mm -hmm. which, you know, we saw during the Olympic break. Um, I'm looking at the two rosters and they both definitely have plenty of pieces that could come into play and be difference makers for Washington, you know, Naren or, or Diana Matheson. Um, oh my God, I forgot D-Math plays first. How for dare Washington. you? How dare you? I mean, that's telling, right? And then I feel like to a lesser extent, like maybe Katie Stangle, maybe, probably not. And then for Chicago, obviously they've got Di Bernardo and uh, Sofia Huerta, who had a really nice yep. goal in the last game. And then, you know, Alyssa Nayer can be a difference maker, too. I would actually count on Alyssa Nayer's goalkeeping more than I would Weiss or even LeBay. True. That's a really good point. So there's just so many factors happening here. What's what's your what's your final score prediction for Friday night? Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 Washington. I feel like I got to lock in. I'm going to say four to two Washington. Ooh, a more exciting game. Okay. All the goals. All right. Well, I feel like Washington's fired up. They are fired up. I think they saw the shield slip through their fingers. They've had a better season a little bit than Chicago. And I think they're like, yeah, we want to show that, you know. See, that's, that's exactly what I was saying like 20 minutes ago. Oh, I thought you meant it like they were going to be too depressed to function. No, I um, maybe that's how it came across. I was <laughs> like, no, I want them to be like upset about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, okay. and I, I thought you were saying like, no, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I think that it'll certainly be like give them a little extra kick. Mm-hmm. Kick in the pants. All right. Do you want to talk about the next game? I know you want to talk about Portland and Western New York. I I think I do. You think you do? I definitely want to talk about Portland West New York. Paul Riley and Jess McDonald coming back to Portland. We beat them last time we played them. I think that if 70% of the team that was in New Jersey, like if 70% of the Portland energy that was in new jersey makes it back to providence park uh-huh. it's going to be a fantastic game so what do you think so what i saw against western new york is that they're definitely open to the counter i mean it's just that boston didn't have enough tools all they have is natasha dowie up there and mm-hmm. you know she's pretty strong actually all every single game i've seen she's done pretty well at literally having someone clinging to her back but holding them off to receive the ball and try to turn and and get forward um so direct ball can definitely open them up Mm -hmm. and portland has a lot more offensive tools than boston does well i don't know portland has a lot of players who are capable of exploiting that direct route like haran can hit a long one uh, I think Allie Long, when she's on, can sometimes find that long ball. Tobin can definitely find a target. And then you have plenty of rotating targets. Um, Sink, obviously. And then to a slightly lesser extent, Nadim. I think it's going to be a good game. I worry a little bit about 
I, I think Sonnet has been pretty good. I don't think she's been spectacular, especially recently. So she and Mengis are going to have to really tighten up to make sure that they don't get split or that either Williams or McDonald's gets in behind. And then, I mean, obviously, Kling's going to have to keep an eye out, too, because Western New York has, has some options who are so fast that they can really punish a fullback who's inclined to push really <clears throat> high. And isn't all that fast. <laughs> Uh, so that counter is, is what actually scares me a little bit about West New York because last time they played Portland, they were able to, I think we were up three to nothing and they were able to score two goals relatively quickly. Um, the first one coming off the counter and it was just like this long ball across to just McDonald's head and it was a goal. And then they, it took them like two minutes to score the second one. So I, I hesitate to say it's going to be all Portland simply because Western New York, like they have these little packages. Well, they're not even little, like they have these like big players who can, completely alter the course of a match um given the opportunity um like Jess McDonald's doesn't necessarily always like create the opportunity herself but if given the opportunity she can she can come up pretty huge um and so it's just one of those things so it's like okay let's just not give them the opportunity and and then I feel like I need to punch myself because now I've become that sports fan that just states the obvious. Like, <laughs> we need to score more goals than they do, and we win. Now, here, here's something that you guys have going for you, which is Leanne Sanderson is out with ACL. So they've lost a, a, a midfield piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, but on the other hand, these actually aren't complimentary points. I'm just kind of reeling <laughs> off like... Uh, they lost Leanne Sanderson, but uh, Western New York has two defenders I really like, and one of them is Elizabeth Eddy. Not when she's playing us, but I think she's a pretty tough customer. And um, mm-hmm. Alana Kennedy, who's pretty underrated as a center back. So I think Kennedy's going to try and stick real close to either Sink or Nadim in the box. But then, let's see, what side does Elizabeth Eddy play on? I can't remember. I think she plays on the Doesn't left. Does she play on the right side? <laughs> well, one of us—I mean, there's a fifty percent chance one of us is right. <laughs> so, who was right? I think it might be you. Um. But yeah, if Eddie plays on the right, that's a problem for Klingenberg because Eddie's just not going to take any of that guff. I just want Klingenberg to stay back. Stay a little closer to home to make sure yeah. she doesn't get caught by a bunch of speedy forwards. Yeah. She might. You never know. I mean, she probably won't, but she might. She probably won't. No. All right. Who do you... It's a, it's a moot point. <laughs> it's a moo point, you know. It's a moo point. Move God, out of the way. please tell me that everybody is getting that reference because they're old enough to remember friends. How dare you reference a TV show from the 90s on our Two Drunk Fans podcast? 
So what's your score prediction for Thorns Western New York um, Flash? Um, I think the Thorns Oh god, I'm just so torn because I want to say what I really want to say, but at the same time I don't want to jinx it. Oh god. All right. You know? Uh-huh. I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. 3 to nothing, Portland. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? You know what? I'll call it two to nothing for Portland. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. You know, I like they're, it. They're gonna pull it together day of and and just have a really good game, and then maybe the final will be a struggle. I don't know. Uh, I don't think the final will be a struggle. I think the way the Thorns have been playing this year, I would be more excited to watch them in the final than the Flash. You know, with their full roster and everything. I think the Flash have done well for the roster they built, and they've exceeded expectations with a little boost from Boston. But at the same oh, time, totally. I really want to see the Thorns in the final. I think Mark Parsons has really revitalized their style of play after Paul Riley fiddled around with that roster too much. So It just, I don't know, man. There's something just fitting about the storyline of Mark Parsons, Paul Riley... The team that Paul Riley can build when he doesn't have major superstars and the team that Mark Parson has turned the Thorns into, even with superstars. And then you get into the whole theoretical, would Portland be as good as they are if they still had Alex Morgan? And that's just not even worth it anymore. I don't think that's a question that you really need to go into at this point. Oh, no, 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 no. But yeah. I, I think it's just one of those, like, things that's in the back of people's minds yeah. sometimes. I do miss seeing Sink and Alex play together. I like Sink and Tobin, man. Sink and Tobin is good. Tobin has done really well in connecting with, like, Kling and Haran. They do this nice little triangle that works up the uh-huh. left that I really like to watch. So, uh-huh. uh, all right. You want to answer some questions? And then we can get out of here sure. and... And have our vitamins and go to bed early? Yes, please. And then have to get up and go to the bathroom four times? Because I don't know what happened. I I believe that is my current status, yes. Yeah. All right. So, at Francisa Jur mm-hmm. on Twitter, I hope that J is silent, asked, uh, any favorite player versus player duels in the matchups? I want to see Sam Mewis versus Tobin Heath. I feel like that gets a little, like, I feel like Sam Ewis got a little handsy with Emily Sonnet when they were here last time. Mm. I mean, Sam Ewis, she's a... That was the thing I noticed. She's not necessarily a yellow card sponge, but she's tough. She is. And And she's a big girl. I would love to have her in Boston, just in a heartbeat. Do you you need a moment? No, no, I'm fine, weirdo. Um, I think it'll be good to see, I don't know, man, like player on player matchups. It's, it's always an interesting question because I always think goalkeeper versus forward. So I'm thinking like Crystal Dunn versus Nair. Yeah. I mean, right. I was thinking that too, just anybody versus Nair. I hope she has a really great game and just just bosses it. Of course I do. Like I've made no secret of this. You have absolutely. I can't wait for it to come out that you actually have a Nair tattoo. <laughs> Tattoos are expensive. I can't, you know, I gotta prioritize. 
So Sinclair tattoo first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Oh, man. Ridiculous. Uh, When I'm thinking of Western New York, I think Jess McDonald. (sighs) And it gives me heartburn. Jess McDonald dealing with Mengees and Sonnet? I'm just thinking Jess McDonald versus fucking Beto's. Mm. Like, there have been times this season Beto's has had to stand on her head. Yeah. Like, a good number of matches, a good number of points that got us to the shield were because Beto's was ridiculous. I think we're going to get to the final on the back of Michelle Beto's. Really? I think I think her amazingly strong legs are going to carry us. <laughs> All right, let's just keep moving forward, shall we? <laughs> I, was it something I said? At Epsid Daisy asks opinions on Jimothy and the Spirit Keeper situation. So I'm assuming Jimothy is a reference to Jim Gabara. I think that's ringing a bell for me. Um, and the spirit keeper situation, I'm assuming, is is Weiss versus LeBay. So the question is, why do we think that LeBay is playing? Why Weiss is playing. Oh! Why Weiss played the last match. And the one before it. I mean, I don't think LeBay has been in net for spirit in a while, actually. Even after coming back from the Olympics. Weiss has been at least in the last three games that I can think of. I mean, she wasn't on the injury report, I can, I don't think, for all of September. I don't know. Maybe it's a case of when you have a hot keeper, you, you stick with that person. Yeah. Because, let's see, Washington Spirit, yeah, Red Stars and Seattle, not great, but they beat... Seattle before that 2-1, tied Western New York 1-1, and they beat, you know, Orlando, Houston, Sky Blue, a pretty good run. I mean, if it's working for Washington, and I and I think mostly it has, except for these last two games, um, you know, they must have their reasons. I don't know if we'll see LeBay again, you know, with this Red Stars game. Even though uh, the last two games Washington lost... I mean, some of those Red Stars goals, like the Huerta goal, wasn't it? Where she like shot from a really steep angle and it kind of just sailed. It looked like it was a cross. It did. And it, it hit did. the the net. Some of those st- things you just can't. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, you know, Hope Solo five years ago couldn't have plucked that out of the air. So Right. I'm sorry, who? I, I don't know. Who, um, suspended player. Ah, uh, suspend- suspended player. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then going into a playoff situation, do you necessarily want to switch up your GK right then, you know? Right. Even if they're coming off. I don't, it's interesting when a team has two premier pl- keepers like that. Um, Portland is, is in a similar situation where you have Michelle Beto's playing over Adi French. Um, and you, you just have to put the faith in the coaching, you know? Um, and if it sounds like with the, uh, the nickname there, there's not a lot of faith in the coaching, um, <laughs> but I don't really follow what's been happening in Washington this year, mm-hmm. uh, too much. So I'm, I'm not too on top of the, uh, controversy. All right. 
at MLFRSR, or Mel, we'll just go with Mel, asked any predictions for end of season awards, best 11, rookie of the year, etc. Do you know what? I'm going to do a shitty thing. I'm going to save this for the next episode. Thank you. Yeah, so that we can think about it. Yeah, because I you blindsided me and I was like, oh shit, I need to get my laptop. Well, that's a whole other episode in and of itself, I feel like, because there's a lot of, you know, a best 11. There's there's a lot to go through. There's 200 players to pick from. And, um, you know what? I think I think we should do that episode Sunday night. Oh, when I'm in Portland with you. Okay. Yeah. After the game. After the game, when we're good and riled up for whatever reason. We'll be getting tacos. At Ted Sarvata asks, impact of the unbalanced schedule, like Western New York, Seattle, are playoffs quote-unquote right? I will say, generally, I think the right teams made the playoffs. Definitely Portland, Chicago, and Washington. These are three good teams that are going to make playoffs fun. Um, Western New York, I know that there are still some people who are like, that shitty game against Seattle against that sh- on that shitty field, it really it made a difference. But at the same time, there's plenty of other points Seattle could have picked up without it coming down to them relying on Boston to get a result. So, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, Seattle fans. Like, Western York squeaked by them by two points, you know? It's just so fucking hilarious that Seattle would be relying on Boston. Seattle and Boston have a, you know, history from the very beginning. Boston was the first team that Seattle ever beat. You remember in season one of NWSL when Seattle couldn't fucking yes. buy a win? They lost like 17 in a row. And then their very first win ever came against us. And I was like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew the turnaround was going to come against us. Yep. It's like the and one team. them go. Oh, God. Then they, had, then they were on a hot streak for two years. So actually, you're welcome, Seattle. We, we originally, so it's not like... We we have no debt to pay to you. We had some goodwill left over from from that. I, I was I was gonna say you guys are now even. We're even, because out of the top four, other than Seattle, who else would you want to see in there? Who you think would give them a good run? I don't think FCKC is gonna make a good go of it. Sky Blue Not this year. No, Sky Blue maybe because Sky Blue can do weird things. And then Houston, Orlando, Boston. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wish it would have come down a little bit closer, um, for that fourth place spot. I mean, it was playing close. It came down to the last match. It's not like we knew these things three weeks ago or anything, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with Western New York being in. Um, I think that they're a good team. It's not like I, I would have a problem if FC Casey was like team number four and it was because of the unbalanced schedule. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, so so I, I'm I'm okay with it. I think anybody who plays Boston is gonna, you know, uh have their have their schedule padded a little bit, but it is what it is and, and hopefully Boston can turn it around next season. I'll pour my feelings on that into something else other than this podcast because there's too many of them. <laughs> oh, I lobbed that one up just for you. I know. Well, that was all the questions that we had on on playoffs. I'm sorry we didn't really discuss, you know, best eleven and stuff. But honestly, that's an entire episode in and of of itself. So we gotta do homework for that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fan and voting is going on right now it. for like, you know, all the end of the year awards. We should really like be actual media so that we can vote in that type of thing. 
I am media. I, I do vote. No, we. No. Like, oh, two drunk, drunk fans. fans could vote. Sure. I mean, you would have to apply <laughs> you because I don't think they're going to give me two votes. Oh, come on. I think we would have to be very open and disclose like one of us already has a media vote. <laughs> I don't want to be media, though. I would love to have two votes, but I think that's, uh, what do you call it, ethically wrong? <laughs> Not fair. So, unethical, yeah. Uh, Fine. I see how it is. You're going to be out here on Saturday and Sunday and Monday. Yes, I am. I will be in Portland for the semifinal, and I'm going to Houston for the final. I'm just a big continental traveler. Good God, I'm seeing you two weekends in a row. It's too much. We got to figure out uh, how to separate our time. We'll, yeah, we we'll, got to work on this visitation thing. For Houston, you know what we'll do? We'll draw a line down the middle of the city, and you stay on your side, and I'll stay on my side. Dude, we're sharing a hotel room. We'll just put tape down the middle of the room, and you stay on your side, and I'll stay on my <laughs> side. I think we only have one bathroom. We'll put tape down the middle of the bathroom, <laughs> and you stay on your side, and I'll stay on my side. Uh, all right? Which Which one of us gets the shower? No, the shower we can do, like, front end and back end. Oh, which end of the shower would you like? You're not going to lure me into a trap where I express a preference for, like, a back end, okay? That's just not going to happen. Oh, go oh have, you have a preference for the back end? Go have some vitamins and, you know, Centrum Silver. Not regular Centrum, but Centrum Silver specifically I'm, I'm for old people. I'm just trying to share. Don't forget your calcium supplements, because osteoporosis in women is a serious thing. <sighs> and I'll Why see you, you next weekend. Adult? I'm such an adult. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, you are the adult. Ugh. Now, please excuse me while I go rent a minivan so I can haul a bunch of diapers that have been donated off to the donation spot. 